This is Hallway Chats, where we meet people who use WordPress. We ask questions, and our guests share their stories, ideas, and perspectives. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 117. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Tara Clays. And I'm Liam Dempsey. Today, we're joined by Allison Smith. Allison is a journalist-turned-marketer who transformed tech talk into irresistible stories. An avid reader, she has a penchant for books, chocolate, and content-first design. Welcome, Allison. Thank you. Uh, and thank you so much for having me on. I am excited. We are excited, too. Thanks for joining us. Allison, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit of your story about yourself? So journalist turned marketer, um, that happened about six years ago. And uh, before that, I had had a lot of experience in um, community journalism up here in Canada, um, in uh, kind of like the Ontario, Niagara area, um, if you've ever been here. And I did everything. So I wrote about everything from uh, the economy to my city council to sports and uh pretty much everything you find in a newspaper. Uh, took the photos, laid out the paper, <laughs> and every Monday got it out. And um, so that was fantastic for a few years. And so then I discovered, I kind of found myself uh, out of work and kind of jumped around uh, during a few stints and various gigs. And through um, kind of serendipity and meeting a bunch of people, in my local co-working community, I made the transition to copywriting and marketing. And since then, I've found a real passion for helping like tech-focused businesses and manufacturers because they have amazing stories and they're so very passionate about what they do. But sometimes they have, um, I think they have trouble seeing themselves and, <laughs> and talking about themselves and marketing themselves. So I love helping them. And uh, yeah, that's me. It's really interesting. I think a lot of people have trouble marketing themselves. Um, do you find that problem for yourself? Because it's sometimes easy to market other people. But how about yourself? What do you do to market yourself? Do you set a good example? <laughs> oh, for myself, I find it difficult too. Uh, like talking about my clients and talking about how passionate I am about what I do is... Um, it's easy because you know you're you're telling a story. You're focusing on somebody else. But uh, the minute I'm asked to give um, like an elevator speech or any kind of bio, or right now I'm um, I'm kind of in the final stages of writing my website, my own website, and it's um, it's a special kind of torture, I think, for everyone. <laughs> Making your own website, even for marketers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you just, you just do the best you can. And you, I think the key is more to focus on um, your audience, you know, and that one person you want to talk to, like your ideal client, um, rather than yourself, if you're nervous. <laughs> and uh, it's really about having a conversation. Marketing should really be about two people, maybe more <laughs> in a conversation, right? Um, and that's, kind of what I tell myself is that it's a two-way street. 
Do you um, do you find yourself laboring over what you're writing on your own website? Um, whereas probably you probably deal with clients who labor over it on, on their on their own content. Talk a little yeah. bit about your process and your perfectionism or how you <laughs> you said that it you sounds like you struggled to get your website out. Was it perfectionism getting in the way or other work getting in the way? What made that a, a more challenging process for you? Probably both um, other work because you as a as a business owner, um, you're trying to balance everything. You're trying to balance client work, um, networking, um, admin stuff, uh, everything on your plate all at once. <laughs> and somewhere in there trying to, you know, see your family and have a life. And um, part of that is, I guess, really forcing myself to see myself as other people see me. Uh, that can get difficult. And um, so the kind of way I um, overcame that was to start asking around and saying like, okay, how would you describe me in three words? And as uncomfortable as it sometimes is, it's sometimes about talking to your clients and saying, um, what did you find uh, like, was unique to me? Like, why, like, why did you hire me? <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, what, what pain points do I solve for you? And what, how was I able to help you? Those types of questions really illuminate um, where to focus on and where your talents lie and um, how, how you bring value. And that's really what clients want to know is that how are you going to bring value to my business and how are you going to help me? Um, <laughs> what will be different than than the way it is now or the way it was before, how, like, how do you want people to feel when they interact with you? And yeah, then, then are, you start getting hard. ideas. Those, yeah. those client um, questions, it's a really great suggestion. Um, and I think there's a lot of fear in doing that because you don't, number one, you don't want to bother people. People don't want to take the time to have a conversation like that. It's hard to ask that. And then I'm, um, I guess maybe are we afraid to hear what they're going to say? Maybe they won't come up with something or, <laughs> uh, yeah. So do you, when you, when you present that idea to your clients for them to ask their clients, what kind of reaction do you get? Are they all, all for it? They're sometimes leery because they've like, they've been in various stages of actually asking their clients or they, um, they have the, probably the same fears I do. Like we don't want to, how do we approach them without bothering them? And I think it's a common thing in business. Like everybody wants to know, how am I doing? <laughs> and then getting those answers is like kind of an unknown, right? It's a question mark until you have the conversation. So ideas I've seen come up include um, like doing something small uh, for them, even if it's like, inviting them to lunch, um, or coffee, or like, if you're able to give a discount or something, um, it really kind of opens up, <laughs> opens up the lines of communication. Um, and yeah, like, t testimonials is, um, they're kind of expected, like, you kind of want to see those on a website. <laughs> So getting them is important. And what I found is especially effective because people 
you know, they just, they get these email requests and they're like, I don't have time for this. I'll do it next week. And then that next week never comes. So I tend to um, write something up for them and say, is this what would you like, is this what you would have said? <laughs> and kind of check it with them and said, I took the liberty of writing a little something for you. Does this sound good? And, you know, totally saying, you totally don't have to, we don't have to use this if, you know, it's kind of not what you would have <laughs> thought or feel free to make changes or even feel free to back out. No worries. And most of the time they'll say, oh yeah, you know, thanks for doing that. You know, go to it. <laughs> and the real, like the real hump I find is, um, is the actual writing for them. They dread coming up with words <laughs> and a testimonial because um, they're like, oh, I don't, either they think they don't have anything valuable to say or they're like, well, you did this thing for us. Um, <laughs> what do you want me to say? Yeah, type thing. Like, and um, luckily I've gotten better at doing that. I've gotten better at, it's a really weird feeling to ghostwrite testimonials for people <laughs> to put on your own website <laughs> that I don't think that ever goes away but you just do it because it's like yeah it probably gets easier it's part of the sausage making process <laughs> <laughs> Allison how do you how do you look for clients how do you how do you uh, do your business development um I get like sometimes referrals I I've also joined a co-working space in my local area, and that's been huge for building relationships. Um, stuff takes time. And honestly, like getting clients has been like one of my major stumbling blocks. Uh, so what I found most effective is kind of thinking um, outside the box and where, like, because I'm a freelancer, or I don't really want to say freelancer, but because I consult, <laughs> um, I'm small. I'm a one-woman company, right? So I don't have a huge marketing budget. But what really works is uh, face networking. And so going to, um, going to business and industry events where my target clients are, going to uh, business after fives for my chamber of commerce, um, today I went to this economic development um, kind of speech in my local area here in Niagara. And interestingly enough, um, some of those people are kind of like connector people. And they're just interesting people to, uh, to keep in contact with because they know what's going on in the region. And um, they're uh, apparently more than willing <laughs> to admit they know you and maybe connect you with somebody. Um, and somebody suggested today, since I, since some of my clients are manufacturing people, they said, go to our local, um, industrial association meeting. Um, so like really targeted groups like that, uh, go to, go to a meeting of software people and developers, if you want to get in with them, um, and do things for other people and, uh, and say like, okay, like what, what small thing can I do for this person today? Um, not that I like to be transactional about it, but like sometimes it's just good to get outside of my own head and say like, if things aren't going really well, <clears throat> what 
what happiness can I bring to others? Like, what can I do for them on Twitter? What mentions can I give them? Um, because everybody's kind of in the same boat. You know, it goes around and comes around. <laughs> hmm Yeah. Yeah, you certainly uh, have given a lot of yourself recently. You and I met each other through WordCamp Niagara, yeah. which was in October, and uh, you were one of two organizers for yes. WordCamp. Tell <laughs> us a little bit about how you got involved with WordPress and your journey to putting together a WordCamp. Talk about that. Well, at first, I when I first started my business, I built... Um, I kind of cobbled together a WordPress website and that was probably in like 2014. So five years ago. So in that time, I've seen a lot of changes with WordPress. Um, they've really, the community and the, uh, the CMS has really progressed in that time <laughs> and they're constantly evolving. And I've always really wanted, like my, one of my main things is being to be involved in community. And I especially love like, tech communities. They're just so fascinating. So when I found a local uh, meetup group for WordPress in Niagara, I started to really buy into it. I started to participate. And then I, then I found, oh, okay, there are WordCamps in Hamilton and there's a WordCamp in Rochester. Went to you know a couple of those. And then last year I spoke at Hamilton. And for the past two years, um, I've organized our uh, WordCamp, co-organized uh, here in Niagara. And it's just like a fantastic way to meet people and kind of um, that camaraderie and that like just um, solidarity with the community I find is just like energizing and <laughs> recharging. Organizing is just a rush. Um, <laughs> it's it's fun being on the inside. And uh, yeah, it's it's an amazing way to give back. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, Tara, did you have something to add? I was just going to say that um, I have not organized a WordCamp before. I've only volunteered, so I can only imagine um, how much work it is. But it's nice to hear that it's also a rush. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I was actually going to ask you about success because we like to talk about that on the show. And it's always interesting to hear how people define it. So can you tell us how you define success, Allison, whether it is something in a combination of professional and personal or one or the other, whatever you'd like to share. How, what does success mean to you? Yeah. Um, to me, it's always meant um, making enough money to support myself and live, you know, a comfortable life. Um, not even like a diva like life, <laughs> just, you know, enough money to live comfortably, do some traveling. Definitely. I'd love to do um, some traveling to like the States or Europe or like, I'm always watching the WordCamp wrap ups and they always have these like amazing pictures of, <laughs> of WordCamp US um, and WordCamps all over the world. So that's really opened my eyes to the fact that I would like to do that. And, and making and being successful enough to like consistently give back, whether that's contributing uh, time or uh, donating some money um, to my community. And also, like I've realized that I really like um, organizing uh, in that I get to help other people 
be successful. I get to put them on stage as speakers. I get to, you know, introduce them to the WordPress community. I get them to help, you know, find out what this WordPress thing is all about and become volunteers. Um, I get to send them an email saying, we've accepted your speaker application. <laughs> and, you know, watch, watch them grow from that. And that really is, um, is success to me. I like the community focus of that, the giving back, the some level of, you know, I've got to live and I want to see the world a little bit, but it's it's much more about doing so in a holistic way. That's very kind of you. Yeah. Um, and I, I really like to be kind of engaged and um, kind of working towards a common purpose. I love working on teams. Um, I'm an introvert, but I like being part of a team. And uh, yeah, that's, that's one of my big things is that um, I'm in marketing and marketing sometimes gets a bad rap for being just like, take, 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 <laughs> and not thinking like, okay, what's the other side of that? Um, what do we actually do for our customers? How do we bring value? And like, how do you really bring value as a human, like human to human, right? Um, that's really what it's all about. Yeah, that's interesting that when you say that marketing gets a bad rap, I don't know. I mean, I think selling can be overdone and maybe that's where that comes from. I'm not quite sure, but most of us who are probably listening to this podcast are marketing, whether we're actually calling ourselves marketers or we're building websites for people or yeah. developing websites. Yeah. We're, we're all doing things to help other people make money, I, I know, ultimately, yeah. right? Whether it's a donation to a nonprofit or, or a big company. So that's what makes the world go around to a certain degree. And um, I think it gets a bad rap because sometimes it's not done in a very um, admirable way, maybe, right? There's, yeah. there's a lot that's happening in the world that's, that's um, not ethical. So maybe that's where that bad rap comes yeah. from. But I think in general, marketing is a good thing. Totally. And there are so many people who do it right. And that those are the people I truly look up to. Um, and a lot of them are in the WordPress community. <laughs> and um yeah it's just it's just fantastic to see that like look you can you can run a business and market ethically and and you know part of what people like to support nowadays is um people who have like they in somehow integrate some type of like social good or values or like values are um kind of like the front feature of their business right and they're not just kind of um, like they live them every day. And, you know, those are the people I kind of like really like to look up to and support. And, you know, that's what I love about the WordPress community is that we all kind of support each other. <laughs> yes, we do. That's for sure. I'm going to ask what may be a challenging question. When you find yourself with a client who you've got a good relationship, you're working with, you enjoy them, they enjoy your company, you know, kind of, you know, not buddy, buddy, but just, you know, they're nice people. You like working with them. They pay your bills. You enjoy writing for them. Have you run into a situation where they want to do something that kind of maybe puts the ethical hair on the back of your neck up a little bit? And if so, how did you handle that? Um. That is interesting. And I don't really know what ethical hair on the back of your neck is. Yeah. That was kind of a weird little analogy. Sorry. 
Yeah, no worries. I think for me, um, like since I've been in journalism and this is like part of the crux of what I've always dealt with is that um, you can make a lot of money <laughs> if you don't have any scruples about this stuff. <laughs> and I have major scruples about this stuff. So it's, it's like finding the clients out there that um, I get good vibes about and then um, having a conversation about what I can do for them. And then like in the, in the tech and manufacturing world, I think it's really about um, establishing expectations uh, <laughs> with, with prospects, like with prospects and customers and, and everything. Um, and, you know, selling, being proud of your products and services, but not like overselling them. Um, and, being authentic and honest. Um, authentic is a cliche for a reason. Like it's, <laughs> there's a reason like everybody wants to say I'm authentic because it's one of the, <laughs> it's one of the major things people value about people they do business with today. Um, they need that authenticity. And I think our part of our duty as marketers is to make sure that, you know, that happens and um, you know, how, okay, like ethics and authenticity and um, all that good stuff are huge questions. And how do we keep that at the forefront? How do we, how do we balance and even like promote that in terms of like, how do we help the good guys win has always been like a question in my mind. <laughs> um, and I, and I think, yeah, and that can be a challenge if, if the business is struggling, right? You know, it's all well and good and easy to say we're going to always do the right thing yeah. <laughs> when we have money in the bank, but when we're behind on bills. Not to say that we shouldn't do the right thing when money's low, but it becomes a lot harder, especially if maybe it is a manufacturing company and they've got 35 or 100 employees who need that uh, biweekly bi-weekly or fortnightly paycheck to pay the rent, to pay the mortgage, to pay the food. It's, it's a challenge. It really is. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if somebody wanted to make some, some claim on their website that I knew wasn't totally accurate, I'd have to caution them against that. And I'd have to say, in my professional opinion, um, <laughs> I'd have to find a way to temper it and say, like, people are going to find out and they're going to be pissed. <laughs> they're going right. to be mad. Um, yeah, you have so, to, yeah. and this is like always, always, always like a first, like one of the pillars of public relations is that uh, you don't want to try to outrun the truth, um, especially in the age of social media. It just doesn't work anymore. There's so much more scrutiny and so many more ways to find out um, <laughs> what, what companies are up to today. Yeah. I, I'd say don't bother. Just be honest and, you know, be transparent. Yeah. If you have to try to be authentic, you're probably not really being authentic. Right. And yeah. Sort of and, you know, don't compare way. yourself um, because a lot of what's out there on social media is um, I suspect at the very least stretching the truth, if not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think I'd agree with you on that. Yeah, like don't compare your returns or your um, or your kind of success to what you see on social media. I mean, I've I've done it before. I've fallen for it, but you just have to keep in mind that like 
you know, how, how accurate is that stuff? Yeah. And I love, I love the line. Don't try to outrun the truth. That's a great bit of a uh, great bit of advice. And with, with that backdrop, I want to ask you about advice. And I wonder if you can share with us the best advice that you've ever received or been given or read and successfully implemented in your life. It might be something someone said to you, maybe something you read. Yeah, this is a work in progress. Um, but some of the best advice I've ever received is from a, she's like a business coach. She does all kinds of cool things in our community. Her name is uh, Ruth Unrau. And she, like, I've seen her speak so many times in the past five years. And I, um, I know her pretty well. And, but one of the things that she said has, that has really stuck out for me is not to make fear-based decisions. Because so much, like so many of the, the decisions get, that get made in business and personally are fear-based. Like fear is a really powerful thing. That is at the core of um, so many of the things people do, fear and anxiety. And it can cause like so many problems, um, whether it's just kind of like hanging back and holding yourself back or um, <laughs> doing things or saying things that you wouldn't necessarily do or say on your best days and in your best kind of situations. Um, it, and it's, it's a death knell for business, I think. It's, I think, a lot more prevalent than people want to admit. So, yeah, fear-based decisions. Um, yeah. I think my – I was going to challenge that, but then I actually want to come at it from a different direction, not necessarily fear-based decisions, but not avoiding things that scare you, right? Those right. are two different things. I think if you uh, if you avoided fear in general, you would never do anything because we all start something new or do things that we're afraid of. So I just want to say that I understand what you're saying about not making a decision based on fear, like not doing something because you're afraid of something bad happening, but also mm -hmm. not not doing something yeah. <laughs> because you're afraid to do it as well, right? Yeah. Um, which famous lady said, um, do something that scares you every day? Right. Uh, it's I'm I'm blanking on it right now, but um, that's another like piece of advice I'm trying to live up to. Yeah. And something I'm trying to do that's like pretty new. Like every day is like pretty big. Like <laughs> Yeah, well, and being involved in WordCamps, you know, probably talk to a lot of people who are speaking for the first time or you know, everybody gets afraid before they speak in front of an audience, or most people do, I think. So you you must have to share advice with people about overcoming their fears as well. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I did it for the first time in Hamilton in 2018 and seeing your name on that, on that placard is, is a new experience when you haven't done that before. Like when you see your name on there, it's like, well, um, I can't back out now without some, you know, medical emergency or everybody knowing that, you know, I, <laughs> I just didn't. And you know, at that point, it's like, well, <laughs> I'm here and my, so are my slides and so are these people. So guess what? <laughs> it's time to get up there. <laughs> and yeah, it's, uh, and the WordPress community is so like patient and forgiving, I find, um, <laughs> with new speakers. That's another reason I love it is that they're very kind and um, 
it's, it's a challenge, but I think a lot of the challenge was within myself. Yeah. Did it go, were you pleased with how it went? Did you feel fine afterward? Yeah, totally fine. Yeah. I mean, better than I would have if I'd kind of said, mm. <laughs> on second thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me just sit down here and watch somebody else do it. Um, and doing that really came from watching other people do it and be okay. <laughs> Allison, I've been fortunate enough to be up in your corner of the world upon occasion. And it's a really lovely little corner of the world. And it makes me wonder, what do you do when you're not writing copy or organizing a WordCamp or attending networking events? What do you do outside of your office? So when I'm not um, at my desk or, or kind of running haphazardly <laughs> all over the place organizing, I really like to find, I really like to um, grab my camera and go for a hike or go to a local event and take some pictures. Um, photography is another, is another one of my passions. And um, yeah, I really love just snapping some shots and just spontaneously saying, what's going on this weekend? And then going to those things. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I really love just the community aspect of doing that. So it sounds like you go places where people are and watch in, yeah. a, in a good way, in a supportive way, yeah. not a creepy way. <laughs> Sorry, that came out wrong. <laughs> right. Um, I know what you're saying. Like, I, I love people watching. People are so interesting. Um, and it's a great way to get ideas. It's a great way to remember that we're all human. And, you know, if you like overhearing conversations is I just had a discussion with somebody about this last night. And uh, you'll hear like the funniest things if you just listen and, you know, are curious about the world and other people and, um, you know, ask, ask questions. And just if you're interested in other people, like they'll probably eventually take an interest in you. I mean, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you've, you remember that outside of like your kind of internal mental kind of voice or bubble that we're really not all that different from each other when it comes down to it. Yeah, that's, uh, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. that. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for sharing all of this. Do you, um, use Instagram or some other platform for these photos that you take? Um, Instagram, um, sometimes lately I've been posting them to Flickr. Okay. So I posted our WordCamp photos to Flickr and Instagram has been a big one for me. Um, I actually split up like the, Insta the Instagram account I had because I would take my weekend photos and then go to work and be like, <laughs> business Allison, here's some advice on content. Right. And yeah. I was probably maybe confusing people a little bit. So I created a second Instagram account <laughs> like just for my, here's my community stuff and like followed all different people. Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting, like the identity you can take online, like here's Weekend Allison. <laughs> That's here's right. Yes. They, they, yeah. yes. Never the two shall meet. Yes. Yeah. Well, on that note, Allison, um, we're going to wrap up today. I'm sorry we're out of time, but we always end by asking people to share where they can be found. So we've already started that conversation here. So uh, where can people find you online? 
so they can find me on uh, Instagram at A.E. Smith Content and the same on Twitter um, at A.E. Smith Content on there. And my website is under construction right now. It's almost done. Okay. But it's uh, at aesmithcontent.com. Uh, Great. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure to meet you and have a conversation with another Canadian. Yes. <laughs> thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us today, Allison. It's been an absolute pleasure catching up with you and getting to know you a little bit more. Thank yeah, you. I was I was really honored to um, to have you say, "Hey, <laughs> let's do a hallway chat." Yes. Well, we're thrilled. It's all to ours. Have you. All our honor. All our privilege. Thank you. Thanks, Allison. Bye, Bye for now. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community. We invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.